Blog Talk Radio.
for you, we would not be here. We open our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety. And did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence. Because we know where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified. That your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life eternal life God we pray oh God today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you Lord bind the hand of the devil God rebuke the hand of the enemy Lord God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now God let there be an outpouring on your people we need you God to take us to another level in you Lord God we're faced with demonic forces God Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord. And you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God. And give us a refilling, Lord. That when we leave here today, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord. That as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the in the name of Jesus we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth thee. And healing is in your wings. And you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls. And in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord. Every demonic force, Lord. 
God, that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord, because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. While men are trying to find, God, solutions to this chaotic world, God, we're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is Tamara, man. Take me to the king. Hallelujah. And then Pastor Hinton. And uh, praying that prayer faith. I love that prayer, y'all. That's why y'all hear it so much many more. I love that prayer because it covers a whole multitude of stuff for us. And so we're thankful unto the Lord that today and any day we can come boldly before the throne of grace and make our petition known unto him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah, Brother Lou had to run out. He's doing some cardio test. And so for a couple of days, he had to go quick. But he did come in to say good morning and say, I see you on Monday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's keep him in prayer uh, as he's going to take his test and sherry and everything. We want to keep them lifted up. And so we thank God. And this morning, um, we're going to uh, bring in Dr. Charles Stanley as the title of this message is Where to Run in Time of Need. Where, where do you go? Who do you go to uh, when you're in need? Yeah. I heard this song right there. I go to the rock for my salvation. I, she went to the rock for everything. Yeah. And that's where I want to go. I want to go to the rock. I want to look to the hills from which cometh my help. All of my help today comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And I'm so thankful unto him this morning that he's always there when I call. He's never out. He's always home when I call him. And so I'm so thankful unto him. Grateful, grateful, appreciate him, love him, 
can't help myself. Thankful for another Friday morning. Yeah, January the 27th, 2023. And I've been praying and asking Lord, the Lord for stuff in the now, in my time, whatever date the day is. Yeah, I've been praying for that. And Lord, you move today for me or move today for them. You know, whatever I'm praying for or it, whatever I'm praying for. Hallelujah. I was blessed again uh, this year. My goodness. Uh, uh, when I look around, all I can do is tell them, thank you. Hey, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you. That's all I can say because he's been so good to me. Heart fixer, mind regulator, uh, somebody's always calling me to be a part of something. And I tell you, last night, I became a part of something that's real good, real good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, he gives you favor with people. Yeah. Many times, people wouldn't have liked you. They, they wouldn't have cared about, oh, no, I don't want to be, uh-uh, she don't look right. Uh-uh, I heard her talk. I don't like the way she sounds. But God would give you favor with people. And that's the people that you have favor with will bless you. Yeah. They will bless you. They will call and invite you to things that's going to bless you. I think it was a miracle. Hallelujah. An uncommon miracle that God worked out for me. And look, week before last, I didn't even get the garbage out. Y'all got to hear me about that garbage. I hate it. And I can't get married just so I can have a husband to take that garbage. <laughs> Stop it, I say, Barbara. Listen. So last week, I had, on Friday, I took the garbage out. I had two garbage cans of garbage. I was hurt over that. Because Thursday evening, I forgot to take it out. And Friday morning, I forgot to take it out. I don't know where my mind was. I was so busy. But today, at around 6.45, I was able to take the garbage out. Cold outside, 37 degrees here. I could feel a little freeze on it. I rushed out there, got that garbage out, and rushed on back in the house in the warm. God is faithful to us. And I know somebody say, garbage is a big deal. Yes, yes, it is. It's a big deal to me. I don't like it. I don't like garbage in the house. I don't like all of that. And the Lord blessed me to get that garbage out on Thursday evening. If I forget, he blessed me to get it out early Friday morning. So I'm blessed. But I tell you, when I look back over the blessings of Almighty God and the things he has done for me, all I can say is hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. When I look around and I see what he's done for me, I can't help but lift my hands in thanksgiving and tell him thank you because he's that kind of God. He want to bless us. He want to give us uncommon favor. Uncommon blessings, uncommon miracles, things you don't get every day. He blesses us every morning we wake up, we're blessed. Every morning that we're clothed in our right minds, we're blessed. Every morning we can see, hear, taste, talk, we are blessed. Family living. May not be where you want them to be. Maybe some problems in the family. Sometimes we have dysfunctional stuff in our families. But yet nobody dies. Yet nobody is sick unto death. He blessed us. We have food on the table, clothes on our back. 
Many of us have transportation. We have nice cars. We are blessed. But when he gives that uncommon blessing, that uncommon favor, that uncommon miracle, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. And look, I thought the miracle was gone. Eh, Asha. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. But God did some things and moved some things and brought me right back in there. I'm so grateful unto him this morning. And I'm so thankful unto him this morning that somebody thought of me to invite me. He's that kind of God. I get a little busy sometimes, so I can't always, you know, be manding on the phone, on the phone, on the, you know, just chit-chat. I, I, I have too much going on. And yesterday, I, I think I was telling you about uh, the young lady down there at Bethune-Cookman. I wanted to bless her with a care packet. I messed their dress up. <laughs> Set it in my dress instead of hers, but I got it straightened out. I called Sister Jerry. And she was telling me, no, you don't have to take that back. They come back and get that. But guess what? They returned my money and told me they didn't want the food back. I was like, but what am I? She said, give it to a charity. Which I was going to do anyway, give it to somebody. I wasn't going to take it nowhere, but to give it to somebody, I know. Because it's a care package, Oreos, <laughs> hot Cheetos, and uh Beef jerky, Slim Jims, uh, her, her favorite cereal was Fruited Pebbles, and three cases of the top ramen noodles, because that's what she likes, and other things in there. So they said, just keep that. Keep it all. We're refunding your money. Thank you, Jesus. So I found somebody to give the majority of it to. I kept the, uh, the almonds, uh, the Slim Jims, and the beef jerky. I kept that. But the rest of it got to go up out of here. Yeah. I can't have Oreos and all that around. Because I'd be the maybe an Oreo cake pie or something. So no ma'am, no sir. But I'm just sharing this morning the favor of God and how good the Lord is to his people. I went looking for one thing. He gave me another. Mm-hmm. And he will do the same for you. Yeah. I, I don't want to be arrogant. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be prideful, boastful, you know, just showing out, you know, because of what God does. But I want him to get the glory. And I don't want to act like I know everything. I'm just bringing the word and I know everything and I'm always, I don't, I don't want that either. I want God to be arised. I want him to be top, number one, first in everything. Yeah, he gets the glory. Everything that comes my way, he gets the first 10% of everything, children, house, car, everything. He's more than worthy. He don't, he don't really have to have it, but it show him I love him, and it show him I'm not selfish, I'm not a stingy person. So it show all of this to him. Nobody behind the scenes know it, but he knows. He loves a cheerful giver this morning. Hallelujah. And I love that giving thanks. Sometimes I have to hold my, and I was, oof, I have to hold myself. I was telling the Lord yesterday, even about that care packet. Mm-hmm. Because I saw some things and I said, Lord, this is why I'm having trouble. And forgive me, Lord, I won't do this like this no more. Yeah, sometimes you got to go back and straighten it out with him. 
who you gave to don't know nothing about it, but you know because God has come and showed you some things. And we got to be careful in all things. He said, God, your heart, all kind of stuff he's telling us, watch as well as pray. Yeah, so we have to be careful. And uh, I wanted to share that this morning because who do you go to? Where do you go when you are in need? I go to God. He's the author and finisher of my faith. He's my Lord and Savior. He's the only truth that I know. I don't know nobody else that is as true as him. And I know quite a few people. Thank God for those that come to Jesus in the morning and Freedom Doors Ministries. Thank God for you, the prayer club and big, beautiful Christian women and all of that over on Facebook. I thank God for your support. Thank God for your coming. But there are people who have been coming who joined and never heard the show, never called in, never clicked on nothing. So today I put a a post over there and the phone number and the website so people can get in. Mm-hmm. And her sister Yvonne says she had had uh, some problems getting into the show for, for a, a while. And um, she finally got in last week. But see, sometimes people are so busy. And, and, you know, they saw something and it looked good or they heard it before and they joined. But you got to do more than join. You got to come and take a look. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You never know what God would do for you here unless you come. Yeah. Some, sometimes he would bring it to us. And sometimes we have to go get it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the truth. There are things. I had to leave out this house and go get. And there are many things like last night and all this week that he bring to me. And I'm grateful. I um, looked at the food and I said, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. I, I, I body, uh, oh, he, he's just good. He's just good. That's all I'm going to say this morning. And if we'll draw now to him, he'll draw now, right now to us. And we need to give him our all. I don't want to be halfway with God, you know. I don't want to have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. I don't want to honor him with my lips and my heart be far from it. Now, I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to play church. I don't want to act like I love you when I don't. I don't want to act like I'm for you. Hey, girl. No, no, no. It's got to be real. Somebody told me, said, you know what your problem is? Everybody you meet, you, you, they your friend. <laughs> they are your friend. Everybody you meet, yeah, that's the way that I am. Like, you don't trust everybody. Now, you can't, you can't trust everybody, but you can befriend people. The scriptures say, in order to obtain a friend, one must show himself friendly. And that's what I do. And I talk to people like I've known them all my life. Because, number one, the Holy Ghost is no stranger. Yeah, you're no stranger to the Holy Ghost if I've met you, if I've talked to you, whatever the case may be, you come here. You're no stranger to the Holy Ghost. He know everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's the life of the party. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we have to just do what we have to do and love one another. And that's what's wrong. Don't let jealousy get in there. 
Don't let I wish I could do that kid anymore. Yeah, don't let foolishness come. You miss your blessing with the devil and your flesh talking to you and you following up what the foolishness is said. Now, no need to be jealous of nobody. I support folks. I'm not jealous of nobody. I support. Why is that? God loves a cheerful giver again. And then the next day, he's watching. He's listening. Ears and eyes in every place beholding the evil and the good this morning. And we can't pretend with God because he knows the very intent of our hearts. Can't pretend with him. Pretend with me. I don't know everything, but you cannot pretend with him. And then he's this way. He'll show you what people have done against you, show you what people have said against you, show you how people kind of a little bit shaky with you and everything. And then guess what he'll say? Don't say nothing. (laughs) I'm just showing you. Don't you say a thing. I'm showing you so you can protect yourself. Sometimes I'd be so tickled. (laughs) Say, Lord, why? Uh Uh-uh. Know why? Don't say a word. And I can't. Some things I see about to happen. Can't say a word. He didn't say say nothing. He showed it to me. Now, if he showed it to me and say, tell him, I, I, oh, boy, look here. I'm on it. I'm going to come across you right now. I'm going to find you. If I don't know where you are, I'm about to find you. Offline, online. At Jesus in the morning through your email, wherever I got to find you, I'm looking for you. And you're going to show up, or I'm going to show up. Yeah, because he has something he wants you to know. And see, people think prophecy, as they call it, is for future tense. But I'm going to tell you what it is. God loves you. He loves you. And he won't withhold no good thing from you. He knows what your prayer has been. And he knows to share this information right now with you is going to encourage you to last a little bit longer. But this the thing, where do we go to when trouble arrives? Where, where do we go to when we have a need? How much of God uh, do we really have? How much? Are you running over? Are you filled to the rim? Because, see, most people that's died in, and is full, they're going to talk of his wondrous works. They're going to make known his deeds among the people. Whenever they come in, they're going to be excited. Oh, wow, we have the great God. He's on our side. We're not going to fool around. Mm. We're not going to fool around and, and, and act like we got what we don't. When we fall short, we're telling it to somebody. Uh-huh. I might have to call Sion. I might have to call Dot and say, look here. Can you believe I let him come over here? Can you believe I talked to him on the phone? You done messed up. So we confess our sins one to the other. Ain't go around telling everybody. Because they already, see, when when you start off with the truth, you got trouble right there. If you're telling the truth, you are going to become against. The devil don't like you. He'll use any and everything that he can against you, the closest person. And he will show out. Start telling the truth. Stand up for the truth and see what happens to you. 
but we share with one another things that, you know, come about. Now, we don't gossip. We don't really, uh, you know, call somebody and say, I can't believe a she. No, 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 not like that. Not like that. What we say is that enemy done come against me. That devil done showed up in clown. We don't call no name. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. And we got to be careful. I do. Because people trust me with their information. Now, and a lot of things y'all hear, I've gotten permission to say it from these people. I'm not just out here telling people business because that, that can be dangerous for people. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he's been good to me. Mine fits a hard regulator. He rescued me. And I'm so grateful unto him this morning. Today is Testify Friday. If you have a testimony today you want to share, we're sharing testimonies today. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people come. I've, I've heard them say, God told me. Let me tell you something. God didn't tell them that. The proof is in the pudding. But anyway, we testifying today. We testifying of the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. And it don't take all day to tell of his goodness, tell of his work. Yeah, because he's done great. Hallelujah and mighty thanks for us. Oh, I'm excited right there. Amen goes right there because he's been good to me. Made ways out of no ways. Yeah, I was talking to the preacher the other day and I was telling her some things about some people. And in my mind, in my, now this wasn't God. This was just in my mind. This is what I was thinking. I said, well, I got it out there to her. She going to pray about it and be through with it. What? No. Yeah. And she going to pray about it and be through with it. And I'm good to go on it. I'm good to go on it. Yeah. But we share. Yeah. Uh, 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 even me and uh, Minister Center, we get together and talk, and she tell me things about her. And I say, yeah, and I do understand. Been there and done that. <laughs> and it wasn't before I got saved. It was afterwards. <laughs> Sometimes I have to say not many days ago. Just a few days ago, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it's quick to jump to wrath. You have to be careful with that. Don't get angry so quick. Slow to hear. <laughs> I mean, quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Yeah, don't get mad so quick. Hallelujah. And it is not, and mainly, a lot of times it's my children or grandchildren, you know, they run the hot. I've got a granddaughter just ran me hot about two weeks ago. And she put on a on a Facebook page, if you don't like what I got on my page, uh, what she say, you can unfriend me or unfollow me or something. I said, and I think that's what I'll do. That's what I said to her. And I unfriend her. Yeah, I, I don't have time for foolishness. And you're not going to talk to me crazy either. Yeah, I'm that grandmama that'll lay hands suddenly. So, and the scriptures say, lay, you know, don't put your hands on them suddenly. <laughs> Even when you... Praying for folks. Be careful. Don't run up there putting your hand on people to pray for them. So I know he don't want me to put my hands on her suddenly, uh, tearing up that, that behind. Yeah, so I just move on. Because see, the day is different. These children are different. And many times the parents haven't really sat them down and taught them nothing. Or oh, they took them to church. But they didn't, at home, they didn't have Bible study. They, they didn't have a prayer life, you know. 
They they didn't train them in the way they should go. They let the kids go. Somehow my kids good. They know how far to go. No, they don't. When you're not around your parents, you're gonna do some things. Oh yeah, I've been there, done that too. Oh yeah. Listen, we moving right on this morning. I have a few requests and um I wanna get as many in today as I can because you know folk <laughs> are say you didn't play my song. I was waiting to hear my song. So what I'm doing, I try to get to every request each morning. And I think I have a new one that I haven't downloaded yet. So, sister, I'm going to download your request. And on Monday, I will be sure to play it. I'm making myself a note right now to make sure I play it. Now, this right here, I'm going to give this, somebody requested, but I'm going to give this as a shout out. To each and every caller, each and every listener, those coming through the archives, the podcast, I am dedicating this to you this morning. And at the end of the show, we might do a double take because I dedicate it to every caller and every listener. Hallelujah. Let's go in with this one.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Mr. Al Green this morning. And uh, Al Jazz is up. <laughs> that was a friend we have in Jesus. I was listening uh, to his testimony and how he bought his first church. And he wrote it on a piece of paper bag. He wrote a brown bag. He wrote <laughs> the contract and everything on the brown bag. But I could see when Al come out, he was ready. And uh, he really did love the Lord. Well, really do, you know, love the Lord. And I I know that he strived daily for perfection like we all do. Yeah. And God is good to us. He's on our side uh, in spite of us. God bless you, Christine. God bless you this morning. God bless you. And uh, we just thank God that he's able to bring us out of any situation. We don't need to be in. You know, I see people start off many times in the world and of the world, but after a while, there comes a turning point. Sometimes mama took you, you know, and prayed for you. Mama set you down and told you, daddy did it, granddad, somebody told you. But you had to go out there and run that race in the world for a while because we're curious. We want to know what's going on. You know, I seen the bar. I wanted to know what's going on in a bar. A bar? They going in just by glasses and liquor. What is this? I wanted to know what went on. When I heard about the club, my my cousin taught me about the club. I wanted to know what what's going on in that club. She said we can dance all night. I said what? Y'all know I was into that dance thing. And then she said, uh, look here, now different men gonna come up. To ask you to dance. If you feel weird by it, don't dance with them. If they offer you a drink, say no. Yeah. And so she, you know, she taught me some things. And so I would be in the club just to dance, and then I wanted to get to know the DJ, and uh, got to follow him, you know, from spot to spot. You know, when I would come in, I could walk straight up to the booth and hey, play my record. He's like, what it is again? The DJ saved my life. Last night, yeah, all of this foolishness. Because I was in the world and of the world. I had left home and I wanted to see what my mom and dad was trying to keep me from. He and she was trying to keep me safe, and I was trying to wiggle my way from under the arc of of my parents. Yeah, teenage and all of that. Used to walk miles, me and my cousin, just to go dance. That's all we wanted to do is dance. We weren't really interested in boys like that and all that. but And then we was interested in boys. Now, let's not get it twisted, Barbara. Yeah, we like the fellows, too. But we were careful. We were very careful because I, I couldn't go home and just tell my parents anything, and I couldn't go home beat up. And I already done sneaked. I supposed to be over to my aunt's house, and I already done sneaked over here to, to dance. Yeah. I had some adult cousins who, you know, they like the club life, the bar life. So, you know, they might would say, yeah, come on, we'll go to the club. Or we'll go to the dance. They're having a dance for teenagers. And I chaperone them, something like that, you know. But most times we were sneaking over there dancing, and we had to be very careful because we didn't want nothing bad to happen to us that we had to go back and tell them parents about. Oof, my goodness. If you, I don't know if you ever heard a parent say, black parents say it. If you hurt yourself, I'm going to whoop you behind. I don't know if you ever heard that. Yeah. And that's the way we felt. If we hurt ourselves, they were going to get us. <laughs> Never thought about it. They wouldn't do that. Yeah, because they knew we sneaked off to do stuff. 
and uh, we we was thought we was going to have a good time and something happened. They would never try to hurt us, but that was in our mind. Yeah, let's be real careful, because you know we can't go home with no bruises or nothing on us. Yeah, and me, you know, getting in fights, and she could wallow too. She had a wallow game too, but uh, we just had to be careful, you know. And uh, the Lord brought us out, both of us. He brought us out of that foolishness. Oh, we came to Jesus. Oh, we came to the Lord. Hallelujah. Gave that life up and got that new life in Christ. Hallelujah. But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. I'm grateful unto Almighty God this morning. Al said this, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Huh? He said man ought to always pray. He said pray without ceasing. Yeah. He even told us about his word, sanctify them through that truth, for that word is true. If you kind of messed up in your mind a little bit, I've been there and done that in 1993. Oh, I was gone. I was through there. Guess what? He can heal all of that. If you look at John, I think it's the eighth chapter, if I'm not mistaken, it talks about sanctify them through that truth. For that word is truth. Set them aside unto you through that truth, through your word, God. That's how I got set aside through the word. He sent his word and his word. He saw your shop. His word healed me. Mm-hmm. And still healed him until this day. The word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, I'm yet being healed through the word. Once I came to him, this is what he taught me. I, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done. Ooh. Hey, glory. If you'll come and confess, and if your God is sorry, come and repent. I'll forgive you. But he let me know anything I come with, he will in no wise cast me out. He looked beyond fault and yet uh, meet needs. He on my side in spite of me today. Hallelujah. All I deserve is death. But he made a way. To redeem me back to himself. He made the way. Hallelujah. That I could call him Lord and Master this morning. Because there's no good thing in the flesh. This flesh will get you in big trouble. And once the flesh done got you in big trouble, it'll cause you to worry. And worrying is a sin. It's okay to be concerned, but don't worry. Trust God with all your heart. All your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways, and all that's a big, big word. And all your ways acknowledge him. He's going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Feel God in the part for me. Oh, he got it. He got you too. Hallelujah. Set his word and his word heal. I'm a living witness. It healed me in 1993. And been healing ever since. I'm a living witness when I go to him and sit, I call it sincere prayer, serious from my heart. I'm not joking. Not only does he hear, but he answers. And it don't take him all day, many days. It don't take him all day. He ready right now. 
He was waiting on me to come. <laughs> and he already done it for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I'm praying for somebody else, he's already done it for them. Yeah. Oof. What a God we serve. I'm telling you what a God we serve. Angels bow before him. Think on this. Angels bow before him. The heavens and the earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. The heavens and the earth. Tell me you don't adore him if you got him living in you. Tell me you don't love him if you know him for yourself. Heaven and earth adore him. The elders and, and all in heaven rejoicing and praising and worshiping him. Hallelujah. The heavens and the earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. He's on our side this morning. Look what he said to me. Hey, glory. Thank you. Thank you today, Lord Jesus. Hey, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah mm, to his majesty. Cast your cares upon me. Listen to this. For I care for you. Cast your cares. Hallelujah. Upon me because I care for you. Many of my cares are not for me. It's for the sick. It's for families and friends. Families and friends of these families. It's for those that are incarcerated, guilty and innocent. It's for our military. The men and women that go and do things for us, fight for us, and, and keep things straight for us that we can't do for ourselves. Widowers, bereaved families, intercessory prayer people. Hallelujah. Preachers everywhere. Bye, bye, bye. Preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto him and love for his people. Did you hear that? Preachers that's doing this. My desire that God bless Israel, Jerusalem. Our brothers and sisters everywhere overseas because we have many that are overseas. We got a request the other day to pray for a country. Hey, thank you, Lord Jesus. Move today by your spirit, God, for your people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray for America and the leadership. I cast these cares upon God, for he cares for me. And this is what concerned me. So it concerns him. Children, children, children everywhere. All children. Children are innocent. People taint children. We come here knowing no better. I was born not knowing nothing. I was taught what I was taught. And my dad, let me tell you something. <laughs> His name was Prince Pittman. Prince didn't play the radio. And then Prince said this, I can't stand a liar. Ooh-wee. Now that hurt my feelings because some days I had did some things that I felt like I needed to lie about. And then Prince found out. <laughs> Whoa. 
Yeah, you was going to be punished. You didn't have to worry about that. He didn't play. Now, he did not punish you for everything. He didn't He didn't beat and bam. No, he wasn't that guy. But he was thank that fanny real good and then sit you down and talk to you. And that's the part I hate. I don't want to be talked to. You don't spank me. I don't want you talking to me. Matter of fact, I don't want to see you because you spank me. But who was going to tell him that? Well, who was bold enough to <laughs> the person that Prince done spanked, you was bold enough to tell him that? I don't think so. I rolled with the punches. You hear me? <laughs> and he talked to things like this. He said, do, do you know why dad is spanking? I would be lying again. No. And he would break it down for me. Uh-huh. And he, he would say, this is what daddy have to do. He got to train you. He got to teach you. If not, you, you won't know how to behave outside of being home. Nobody likes a, a person with an attitude. Nobody likes mean people. And I'm teaching you these things to keep you safe, and especially as a little lady. I don't want to hear that. Don't keep me safe. Let me go. Stop spanking me. <laughs> but it was for the good. And because of what he taught, my mother taught, I can say I'm one of the redeemed today. God redeemed me back to himself. I allowed him. I wanted him to. I asked for it. Hallelujah. And so I'm blessed this morning. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I thank God for his many blessings. And you're blessed too. He woke you up. You're blessed. Hallelujah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. I'm trying to wait until 8 o'clock to bring Dr. Stanley in. So we go into one more song of morning. And I'm trying to look for something new I put in here. A lot in that song bought today. And I like it when it's full like this. Yeah, because I can pick and choose different things. Let's go with Ruben's study this morning. I've run out of answers, I've run out of time And I'm so confused that I'm losing my mind It's gonna take a miracle to help me this time I'm traveling a road that has not one time
This is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, we've been setting this morning and I need an angel. Hallelujah. I need Jesus though, but I know God sent angels. He does. He sent angels to bless us. Hallelujah. But I'm always looking for the help of Jesus. I'm telling you. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got all power. Conquered all and rose with all power. The angel may have some power, but I know Jesus got it all. And that's who I'm I'm aiming for. Hallelujah. But God does use angels to bless us. I remember uh, many times uh, people, and they look like people to me, but the things they did, and I look, I'm like, oh, oh wait a minute. And by the time I realized they were gone, I'm coming in a split second like that, boom, they gone. Yeah, I remember I lost, I thought I had lost $3,000 in a bank bag. And the Lord sent the angel. At the time, I didn't know this. Oh, you talking about clean? Oh, he was clean. I, he didn't have the latest fashion on, but his clothes was real clean, unusually clean. His face was unusually clean. And to be honest with you, I couldn't look at his face too often. Now that I think back on that, you know. And he walked up to me. He said, ma'am, do you have any change? He said, I haven't eaten in three days. Listen, three days. I'm so busy looking for the bank bag. You know, I ain't got time for him. But between the car seats, that was a console. And we kept money in the console. I just reached in the console. I saw the $10 bill and I gave it to him. And as soon as I released the $10 bill, I was looking back. And I said, wait a minute, I gave him too much. And when I looked, in a split second, this man was gone. I was with my ex-husband at the time. I said, hey, Billy Mac. I said, you saw where the man went? <coughs> I said, what man? <coughs> I said, a man just walked up to me and asked me for some change. I ain't seen nobody over there. I just see you over there tearing that car up. Because, see, every now and then he would look over there, you know, to see what was going on with me. Uh, he looking over in the garbage can area. I'm in the car tearing it up. Listen, in a few minutes, it just come to me, turn the lockbox. Because, see, that was a what we call a glove compartment in the dashboard of the car. And then there was a console between the two seats where you keep money. And when I turned the lockbox, or what we call the glove box on the car, the bank bag fell out with the money in it. I yelled at him, hey, I found it. Started walking over there fast. He was like, do I need to? I said, no, you don't need to take care of nothing. It was in a safe place. Years later, years later, I found this out for myself. Had I not given the angel of the Lord nothing, I never would have found that bank bag. Did y'all hear me? Because I wasn't living nothing at that time. Not unto God. Oh, I went to church. Y'all know how it goes. Every now and then I sang a church song, as we called it. Yeah, but I was not living. in it. I, I really didn't know him. I knew of him at the time. But now I know him for myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's already all right. All right, we're going in with Dr. Charles Stanley this morning. And uh, his message is, where do you turn to when you're in need? Yeah, when you have need. All right, let's take a listen. (laughs) 
everybody has needs in life. Some of those needs could be material or physical, or they could be emotional needs or spiritual needs. When you have a need, where do you go for the answer? Well, many people go to different avenues for the answer to their needs, and oftentimes those avenues leave them exactly where they were in the beginning. They don't get their needs met because there are many very deceptive attitudes and very deceptive avenues to walk in order for a person to get their needs met. And especially is that true in the area of people's emotional needs or spiritual needs, but it's true also in physical and material. Where do you go when you have a need in your life? Is there a place? Are there many places? For example, when you have some emotional need, where do you go for that? When you have a spiritual need, where do you go for that? Whatever the need may be, you have some place you attempt to go on some way that you attempt to fulfill that need. What I'd like to do in this message is to give you one place you can go that I can guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt. You will get your need met. Now, when I tell you what it is, you're going to say, oh, it couldn't be that simple. That's not the way it is. Well, just listen carefully. Listen, be, be wise enough to listen to the truth because it may be that you've never thought about it in this light. All I'm going to do is to explain to you what the Bible says. This is God's eternal word. This is the word by which we're going to be judged. It's a word of instruction and motivation. It's a word of, it's a word of conviction and support and comfort and direction and all the rest. It's totally adequate for everything. So I want you to simply... Ask the Lord to speak to your heart and to show you that maybe you have some need or needs in your life that you've been trying to meet, and somehow it's just not working right. I want to show you how it can work right. So if you'll turn to Hebrews chapter 4, and I want us to read just a few verses of this chapter. And while you're turning there, I want to look at the 12th verse just to give you a word to preface our regular scripture we're going to read. He says in the 12th verse, For the Word of God, the Bible, is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart, which is his way of saying, when you open the Word of God and you begin to read the Word of God, what you'll do is this. You'll discover... God's perspective and His view of what your real thoughts are, what you really feel, what your real desires are, the secret desires, open desires, uh, your hurts, your pains. In other words, what the Word of God does, it helps us to understand and to see ourselves as God sees us. So in light of that, then here's what He says, beginning in verse 13. And there is no creature hidden from the sight, from His sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confidence, our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with us in our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, 
So we ask the question, where do you go to get your needs met? Now watch this, or the devil will just trick you right up. There is one place you can go that you never have to worry about getting a wrong answer. That he'll always give you the right answer, and he's willing to give you the answer, willing to meet your need, and that is to one person, and that's Jesus. Now, for the rest of this message, I want to show you why that's true. So whatever your hang-ups may be about Jesus and so forth, I want you to be honest enough to listen carefully to what the Word of God says and why we would say that Jesus is the person to whom we're to go, listen, for our needs, no matter what they may be. You say, but suppose it's some financial needs. He knows exactly how to give you guidance to meet that need. Suppose it's some health need. He is the great physician. You say, suppose it's some emotional need. I'm depressed. He is the answer to every single need we have. All I ask you to do is to be honest enough and open enough to consider what the Word of God says. So look what he says in this uh, 13th verse because uh, he makes it so crystal clear that Jesus knows all about our needs. We think we do sometimes. We think, for example, that we know exactly what our needs are, and Lord, here's what I want you to do. Sometimes we don't know what they are. So notice what he said. He said in this particular passage, and he says in different ways, but he says, there is no creature hidden from his sight. That is, God sees every single person. He knows all about us. No creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open, and listen, laid bare. That means uncovered to the eyes of him with whom we have to do, which means the one to whom we are accountable. He sees every single thing. He knows every need we have every day and every hour of the day and every moment of it. He knows it. So you say, well, why do you say go to Jesus? Well, let me ask you this. Who else knows you so perfectly? You can go to the physician, they can take a stethoscope and all this all over you and take your blood and this, that, and the other, and all these things and come back and give you a report. They know very little about you. As honest and as uh, intent as they would be to discover what's going on inside of you, God knows all about it. He created these human bodies. He knows how you think. He knows why you get depressed. He knows why you're afraid. He knows why you're lonely. He knows why you're discouraged. He knows what you're concerned about and worried about and fretting about. He knows all about, listen, he doesn't only know what's going on. He knows why it's going on, and he knows the solution to solve that. And when I think about that, I think about when he says, nothing is hidden. Everything is laid bare. Everything is open. And you'll recall, for example, in one of the most familiar uh, Psalms, the 139th Psalm, listen to these first four verses here. He says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. So why would we come to Jesus? Because he is the only person. He is the only person in existence that knows everything about us 
inside, outside, what we think, how we think, why we do what we do, our actions, our motives, our desires, the secret sins of our life, the open things that go on. He's the only one who knows. So why would I not come to him? He knows, for example, uh, he says in, in uh, Matthew chapter 6 and the Sermon on the Mount, you remember what he says in this 6th chapter and 8th verse, he says, do not be like them, that is the unbeliever, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. The reason we come to him is because he is the only one who perfectly knows everything there is about us. He said, nothing's covered from his eyes, every single thing. No secrets with God. You and I can fool each other maybe or somebody else, but the Father knows it all. Jesus is the one to whom we should go for all of our needs, no matter who and what the need may be. Now, there's a second thing I want you to notice here, and that's this. He mentions here, listen, Jesus is our high priest before the throne of God. Now, listen very carefully, because somebody says, well, uh, high priest, I'm not too interested in that. You, you, you ought to be. Here's the reason why. In the Old Testament, for example, God set up the whole system for the nation of Israel to grow this nation and send the Messiah. And so he began all the way back in the garden. And all through the scriptures, there are sacrifices. And in this system which God set up among his people, there was the great high priest who was the one who went into the Holy of Holies where no one could go without losing their life except the high priest once a year to place the atoning blood of the Lamb at that time to acknowledge the sinfulness of their nation. Now, that great high priest was a symbol of many things. But most of all, he was a foreshadowing of the great high priest who would come, whom John the Baptist identified down by the Jordan as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, watch this carefully because this is something that oftentimes causes people disagreement or sometimes anger and animosity or would oftentimes say, well, you folks are just uh, narrow-minded and uh, you're not loving, you're not understanding. God's, God would not be so narrow-minded as that. But I want you to listen to what this passage says because he says here, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. That is Jesus who died on the cross, was buried, resurrected, back to heaven. And the 10th chapter says he is now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Now, what is all that about? And what does that have to do with God meeting my needs? Well, the throne of God is where he sits beside the Father. And that throne is a very, very important place. And in the Scriptures, for example, there are many references to the throne. There is the throne of grace in this chapter, the throne of God in Matthew, the uh, throne of God and the Lamb, the glorious throne, the great white throne, the eternal throne. It is a word that suggests royalty, power, authority, ruling, and reigning. Jesus is the ruling, reigning Lord who sits at the Father's right hand making intercession for us. Now, what does that have to do with God meeting my needs? Simply this. The Bible says, For all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Listen very carefully. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Scripture says that our sins have separated us from God. So, therefore, 
the truth about our relationship to him before there is a salvation experience is that we are sinners, that we've sinned against God, that we live as we please, we do as we want to do, and uh, our sins have separated us from God. And so we have to ask the question. Now listen carefully because I'm going to repeat something about four or five times. Ask yourself this question. All of us know that we've sinned against him. Upon what basis can you go to holy God who has no sin in his presence? God is light. There is no darkness in him at all, the Scripture says. On what basis can you go to God the Father and pray and expect God to hear and answer your prayer? And you see, the word holy is not a very popular word anymore. Let me ask you this question. When is the last time you heard anybody even mention holy? What about your friends? What about people you go to church with? What about people you work with? When is the last time you met anybody mentioned holy? Holiness is a characteristic of Almighty God. Sinless, perfect, holy. Now listen, I ask you this question. On what basis can you go to Him to answer your prayers, your petitions, to have your needs met? Well, one or two. You say, well, I haven't been too bad. I've been doing pretty good. I'm not a bad person. And therefore, uh, being as good as I am, uh, even though I'm not perfect, and the fact he said I could come, therefore, I can come and he will answer my prayer. And the answer is absolutely not. Now, here's the reason. The Scripture says your sins have separated you from God. So you have to ask yourself the question, on what basis can you as a sinner come to holy God and expect Him to hear and answer your petition? Only on the basis of how good you think you are. Things that you haven't done. And He should accept you on that basis. Do you recognize how absolutely well, you won't recognize it unless you understand holiness. You recognize how prideful that is, that you, a sinner, separated by your sins from absolutely holy God, and you're expecting Him to hear you on the basis that you have not been too bad and you've been pretty good. Now, you may not like the way I say this, but it's the truth. It is an act of pure pride and deception and ignorance and misunderstanding. Because here's what the great high priest did in the Old Testament. Presented the, the, presented the blood of a sacrifice to atone for the sins of the nation of Israel. When Jesus came, he came as the great high priest. When Jesus came, he came as the Father's final and ultimate sacrifice for the sin of all mankind. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he went to the cross as a lamb, as the lamb of God. He came into this world, not just to teach and preach and heal, though he did those things. He came primarily in order to die and shed his blood at Calvary. And the shedding of his blood at Calvary atoned for, paid the sin debt of all mankind in full in one act and one moment of time. So that 
you and I would have access to holy God if and when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, which means that we accept Him as our atoning sacrifice for our sins and receive Him as our Savior, the Son of God. Now, that's how we have access. Because now our sins have been atoned for. It is the blood of Jesus that makes it possible for us to approach holy God. Now, I know that many people would say, are you saying to me that Jesus Christ is the only way? I'm simply saying to you there is only one great high priest, and he is Jesus. And without the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, there is no access to holy God. I know you may have many other beliefs, but I want you to answer the question. If you disagree, answer the question. How does sinful man approach holy God apart from the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ? There is no answer. And for example, I, I, I think about this passage in, uh, in the 32nd Psalm, and there, there, there are many of them, but on the 32nd Psalm, in the very first verse, uh, listen to what he says. He says, How blessed is he whose transgression, listen, whose sins are forgiven, whose sin is covered. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that covers our sin. This is how you and I, sinful human beings, can approach holy God and be accepted in His sight and heard by Him to answer our needs because our sins have been atoned for, forgiven. That is, we've been pardoned. Now, when you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, what you do is you do this. You reject the only thing that covers your sin. When you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, you reject the only way that has access to God the Father. When you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, you reject His blood as a waste. His crucifixion was a waste because you're saying that you can go to the Father without Him. And what you're saying is there's something in you, sinful human being, having been separated from God by your sins, that somehow there is something in you that's good enough to be made acceptable in the eyes of God, and there's not a single verse in the Scripture to prove that or to defend that. He says, not by works of righteousness which we've done, but by His mercy, His grace, His blood, and the shedding of His blood that we are saved. So why do you go to Jesus? Because He's the only way. And people say, well, I, I pray and these things happen. There may be some things that happen about which you pray, but isn't God answering your prayer? When you reject the only access to holy, righteous God, Jehovah God of the Bible, you have no other access. Now, the devil will do everything in his power to get you to doubt that. But one thing for certain, you cannot prove it any other way in the Word of God. This is, listen, this is why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. He knew that his death would atone for all of our sin. It isn't that God wants anybody to be lost or separated from him. He's, he's made the way. He's paved the way. He wants us to come to him. But there is a way. 
Either I'm coming on my own prideful goodness and works, which are unacceptable. He says, our sins are like, are like filthy rags in his sight. Not by works of righteousness, which we've done. According to his, it's his mercy. And his mercy is what brought about the shedding of his blood and the forgiveness of our sins. Now, I recognize you work with people. You live around people. Maybe somebody in your family. They say, no, 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 no. God, isn't so, he's not so narrow-minded. Listen, is it narrow-minded that God, holy God, would send his only begotten son into this world to die for our sins? Is that narrow-minded? No, it is not. It is an expression of love. Now, one thing that makes this so important is this. And that is when you, when I, when I turn back to the, uh, turn back to the second chapter. Listen to this, second chapter of uh, Hebrews. And I want us to look at two verses here. Here's what he says. Verse 17. Therefore, he, that is Jesus, watch this, had to be made like us, like his brethren, in all things. That is, he was, a, let's watch this. He was both God and man. As a man, he's just like any other man as far as, as far as his being, flesh and blood and bone and so forth. So that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation or sacrifice for the sins of the people. He said, he, watch this. He said he had to be made like us in order to be a legitimate, acceptable sacrifice. Now, let's, let's think about that for a moment. Because we said, where do you get your needs met? Jesus is the one who needs, meets our needs. He, he knows us perfectly, and he's the one who died for us and paid the price for our sins. Now, the third thing I want you to notice here is this. That the Scripture says that Jesus sympathizes with all of our needs. Look at this passage. I want to read it a couple of times. Watch this. Verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with us. That is, Jesus is one who sympathizes. That is, he, he, he can feel and sense this. He experiences this. But one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Now, let's think about that for a moment because that's an awesome statement. We just read in that second chapter in the 17th verse what he said, and he said it so clearly. Therefore, he had to be made like us. That is, the incarnation is that God the Son came in this world in the form of a baby born of the Virgin Mary. He had to be like us growing up as a child, as a teenager, and as a young man. And he says here, Therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in all things for a reason. So that, what? He might become merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Now, why was that? He says, for since he himself was tempted in that which he, was, he suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. Now, let's look at this for a moment. When we think about Jesus being tempted, we usually think about Jesus being in the uh, wilderness, being tempted by the devil. Do you think that's the only time he got tempted? He was tempted. Listen, he was tempted from the time he was young. 
He was tempted in those early years. He was tempted in his adult years. He was tempted, listen, he was tempted even to the cross. Tried in every way. Somebody says, no, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that Jesus was tempted in every way just like we are? Well, what does it say? It says he was tempted in all points such as we. Watch this. This is the reason he says that he sympathizes with us. To sympathize with somebody is to enter into their feelings, their hurt, their pain, their losses, their whatever is going on in their life. That he was tempted in all points as we. So whatever you might think, for example, when uh, uh, he began his ministry, people rejected him. So he understands what rejection is all about. And um, he was tempted by the devil to become prideful and uh, throw himself off the temple. He, he was tempted in every single possible way, and he was tried. He had sorrow, just like any other man would have sorrow, over Judas, who betrayed him, and Lazarus, for example, who died. He certainly felt uh, the, the pain uh, and rejection of the, of the fact that his whole nation rejected him. So he knows about rejection. He knows about sorrow at Lazarus' tomb and sorrow about people who were around him. And I think about the loneliness he must have felt the night of his crucifixion, before his crucifixion. All of his disciples left him. Of all the moments in his life that he needed the assurance and the help, he said to them, look, will you just go over here and pray a little while. And, and, uh, and then he went and found them sleep. He knew all about loneliness and rejection. He knew all about pain on the cross. He knew all about, listen, this is the one thing that he knew all about that we forget. Jesus knew all about the weight of guilt. If I should ask you, when you sin against God, do you feel guilty? Amen? That's really weak. <laughs> Let me tell you the issue here. If you sin against God and you feel no conviction whatsoever of the Holy Spirit, when we give the invitation, you need to come down now and get saved. Because the Spirit of God, one of His primary responsibilities is to make us aware of our sin and our guilt. What I want you to see is this. Jesus knows, watch this, He knows exactly what guilt feels like. Because, listen, not because He sinned, because He didn't. He says in this passage, without sin. The reason He knows what guilt feels like is because He took upon Himself, listen, the guilt of all of your sin and mine and the sin of the whole world. So think about something that he would, he was tempted in every way. You say, well, wait a minute. Now, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. He couldn't be tempted like some men are tempted. For example, let's say tempted morally or women, either one of them making a difference. When he says in all points, all points. When he says tempted in all points such as we, because listen, if there was some area that you and I could be tempted or tried in, some difficulty hardship we are facing. If there was some area that we could be tempted and tried in that he wasn't, we'd say, yeah, but Jesus, here's the thing about it. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand how I feel. If you understood how I felt, you'd, <laughs> you'd go on a lot of excuses for sinning. Everyone. He knows exactly how we feel. So it would be foolish to try to go to somebody else to answer all my needs and to meet all my needs when there is only one who can meet them all. 
You can go to a soothsayer. You can go to a fortune teller. You can go to a psychologist, a psychiatrist. You can go to a lot of people and, and just vent what you feel and your needs and the things that are going on in your life and how pitiful things are and you know, sympathy and so forth. The fact that you told somebody may make you feel better, but it does not mean that God heard you. Now, I know that rubs against somebody's grain. Ooh, I can feel it. But let me tell you something. Only because I care, only because it's the truth, and because I love you enough to say, this is the truth of the Word of God. At least consider it before you turn it off. So when he says he was tempted and tried in every way such as we. Listen, the reason he said that was he wants us to understand he understands us. He, he, listen, he said he sympathizes. That means that Jesus can sort of get into my emotions and he knows exactly how I feel. When you have fears in your life and when you're worried and anxious about things, does he understand that? Yes, he does. Did he sin by being worried? No, but he understands. This, listen, this is why he said in Matthew twice that, that he knows our needs even before we ask him. He understands why we do what we do. He understood why Judas betrayed him. Did it hurt him? Sure it hurt him. Because he knew what the end result of that was going to be. Listen, not for himself, but for Judas. When Peter denied him, just think about this. This was Peter, James, and John, his three most intimates, and Peter number one, at least as far as outward expression is concerned. And what did he do? He denied that he even knew him on the night before his crucifixion. But he told him, he said, you're going to not deny me. Did it hurt him? Yes. Anybody ever reject you? There's no such thing as being rejected without feeling it. Every divorced person, every separated person, every runaway child, they know what rejection, they know what feelings that are hurt, that are painful. They know all about that. He says, I know about everything you feel. There's some things that go on today, for example, that didn't go on then, but listen, the end result's the same. And result, sin is sin. And he says, what I want you to know is that I understand, a, that I am sympathetic, that I understand that I've taken upon myself the feelings. And when you come to me weeping and crying, You've been deserted, walked away from, have lost everything. He says, I know how you feel. Who else can tell you that? Only Jesus. So this whole passage is about this awesome great high priest, the Son of God, our Savior, Lord, and Master, of how much he loves us, how much he understands us, and listen, he wants us to come to Him. This isn't about don't go to God. This is about come to Him. Because listen, He is ready and willing and able to help us with our needs. He's certainly able because He's all-powerful. And our mission, He fully understands. For example, when you go through some difficult time in your life, a personal uh, disaster, whatever it might be, who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to somebody who's been there, somebody who can feel what you feel. Or well, what he's saying in this passage, 
Whatever your hurt, your pain, your suffering, your sorrow, your temptation, your trial, Jesus says, I've been there. That is, he has felt something equal to what we feel, no matter what situation we may be facing in life. And so when you think about this, his very title, the great high priest, he's the one who's covered our sin at the cross. The Son of God, the incarnate Son of God who came into this world to die for our sins. Our relationship to Him. He's our Savior and our Lord and our Master. He, he, he knows our needs and, and He desires that our needs be met. And when I think about that, I think about the way He expresses love toward us. And notice in this passage that, that twice He says, therefore, look at this. He's just said that He knows all about our needs and so forth. And He says, on the basis of that, therefore, since we have a great high priest. And then after he talks about being sympathetic, again he says, Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne for grace and mercy. So when there is a need in your life, you have access to the one who knows exactly how you feel, exactly how to heal that, and how to help through that, and how to meet that need no matter what it might be. But I would ask you this, where do you go first? You call your friends? You tell somebody else how you feel? He says, I want you to tell me. He says, therefore, because everything is known to me, and I'm the great high priest, I can handle it. Therefore, because I am, and I'm sympathetic, therefore, I want you to draw near to me with confidence. And yet we're so often prone to want somebody else to answer our needs and somebody else to help us through situations and circumstances. And when he says we're to draw nigh, that's draw nigh to the throne, what is he talking about? He's talking about coming to him in prayer. But watch this. We're to come to him on, listen, he says the throne of grace, mercy, this is, where you, this is why you found not condemnation, not judgment, not God rejecting us. But watch this. Because you are a child of God, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have personally the great high priest who, listen, who is interceding for you because by his blood he's covered your sin. And you come in him asking for forgiveness. And that forgiveness is available because He's atoned for your sin at the cross, and you've received Him as your personal Savior. You have access to Him. And He says, I want you to come confidently. That's where I want you to come. I want you to come joyfully. That is, when you're thanking Him or whatever it might be. You can come under great conviction. But He says, what I want you to do is, I want you to come without hesitation, openly, without a doubt, knowing that you're going to be heard as a child of God. But now watch. If you come to him and you have, and you have excluded out of your life Jesus, no high priest, don't believe in that, and you're coming to him asking for him to do something, I ask you again on what basis when you have rejected his only begotten son, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world for your sin and mine. On what basis is God going to ignore all of that and answer your petition? He's not going to. 
You say, well, that frightens me. It ought to. Because you don't have any access. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. But if you ignore that, listen, watch this. If you ign- the Bible says, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, is what He's saying is continually cleansing us from all sin. So let me ask you this. You don't believe in Jesus? You rejected Him? What about your sin? Here's what I want you to see, and I say it in absolute love. What separates us from the Father is sin. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from sin. When you eliminate that, I ask you again, what do you have? What basis are you coming? It is a prideful thought that you could be good enough in your sins for God to accept you when He has already said, without the shedding of blood, there is absolutely no forgiveness. That's God's Word. So therefore, on the basis of that, and twice he says, therefore, here, notice what he says. Therefore, he says, we are to come to him confidently. Why does he say that? Because we have a right to. But we're coming out of the blood of Jesus Christ. He's atoned for us, and he's opened the door. He says, we're to come, listen, boldly to the throne. Now watch this. He says, boldly to the throne of grace, Find mercy and help in time of need. Now watch this. Here's what mercy is. In mercy, watch this. In mercy, God is God is not giving me what I deserve. Did you get that? In mercy, He's so He's not giving me what I deserve. In grace, He gives me what I don't deserve. I don't deserve grace, but He graces us anyway. In mercy. What is he doing? He's not giving me what I deserve. Because if he did, he'd cast me out. He says, come boldly. Now listen, that doesn't mean irreverently and, oh, the man upstairs, he'll him. I'll talk to whoever it is up there. Very irreverent. We've forgotten the fact that God is holy. And we come to him, we have to come to him in a spirit of submission and humility and humbleness before Him. I'll tell you where you can check out whether you reverence and honor God or not. Now, He says, when you come, you can come boldly, confidently, because I want you to come. He says, look, this is not the throne of judgment. This is not the throne of condemnation. This is not the throne of rejection. This is not the throne of rewards or or final rewards. It's a throne of grace. Mercy, love, forgiveness, cleansing, a new start, all that we need, whatever it might be. So, I want you to think about something for a moment. You say, well, I'm a humble person. I'm not prideful. Well, let me ask you this. Um, If I said to you, I want to suggest to you that beginning tonight before you go to bed, that you, and whatever your need is that you want to bring to the Father, I want to suggest that here's what you do. You get on your knees beside the bed, and you read this passage to God. Now, I know He knows it all. You, you, you read this passage to God, and you say, Lord, 
you said that you know it all anyway. And you said that, that Jesus, you've shed your blood in my behalf. And you said you understand exactly what I'm feeling and what my needs are. And you said I have the right to come to you and what I'll, I'll find mercy and grace to help in this time of need. Are you willing to get on your knees and read that scripture to God and tell him what your needs are? And the reason that you would bow on your knees before him is simply because who he is. He's the righteous, holy God who has no evil. I'll tell you something. It will transform your prayer life. Because what you're doing is you're getting on your knees before holy God and you are acknowledging his holiness, his righteousness, his perfection. You're acknowledging his omniscience that he knows all about you. You're acknowledging his omnipotence. He has the power to change any circumstance of your life. You're acknowledging his grace and his mercy that he would invite you to come to be forgiven or to be helped, whatever that might be. What would keep you from doing that? You may say, well, I don't have to get on my knees to pray. No, you don't. Why wouldn't you? I know some people may have a physical problem. But I want to ask you very seriously, what would keep you from opening his word to this simple passage of Scripture, which is a passage of all, it's all about encouragement. What would keep you from getting on your knees and acknowledging that you need him and that you don't have the right to come to him except by the blood of Jesus? What would keep you from doing that? One thing primarily, pride. I don't need to do that. God understands me. I got along this long without it. I don't need to do that. Which is one of the worst sins you can commit is pride. Because what you're saying is I don't need it. Or maybe some sin in your life that you don't want to give up. You don't want to lay it down. See, you're certainly not going to get down and read this passage about the fact that he knows all about your sin. It will transform your prayer life. Here's what will happen. You'll get serious about coming to Him. You'll get serious about your relationship to Him. You'll get serious about the recognition of His holiness. When I think about all the desires of the heart of God, what's worship anyway? We're not to worship anything other than the person of God. Pride will keep us off our knees. Pride will cause us to rationalize and say, well, I don't think that's necessary. No, it may not be necessary. But let me ask you this. When is the last time you did anything that was an indication of your recognition of his holiness, our unworthiness, and his awesome love? to save us.
I challenge you to do it. Because you see, this is all about what he's doing for us. It's all about him meeting our needs. He knows all about them. He's paid the price. He's willing to do it. We have access to him. And he says, come boldly. Come confidently. I'm waiting. I want to help you. I want to meet your needs. But you have to come his way by the blood of Jesus. And I would say to you, my friend, if you've never been saved, if you've never trusted Jesus, you should save you. Here's what I want you to understand. No matter what somebody tells you, what somebody claims, how many books you read, how many sermons you hear, how many times you go to confession, there is a truth that is absolutely, eternally undeniable. Jesus Christ, the virgin-born, incarnate Son of God, came into this world for the primary purpose of dying on the cross and shedding His blood at Calvary so that all who will accept Him as Savior also receive Him as the great high priest who sits at the Father's right hand making intercession, making it possible for you and me to come to Him to get our needs met. That is an eternal expression of love and to reject Him is to reject your only hope. And to receive Him is to begin life from a whole different perspective. And that's my prayer for you. Father, how grateful we are for Your awesome love that You would say to us, Come boldly to my throne, and you'll find mercy, and you'll find grace my forgiveness and my cleansing and the answer to every need of your life. Father, you couldn't make it any simpler than that. And we just want to say we thank you and pray that every person who hears this message will be honest, intellectually honest enough to consider this truth and the fact that you are the God before one day they will stand and give an account for their life. In fact, you made it very clear that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to your glory and honor. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
More than just a radio. This is Jesus in the Morning Radio. Spreading the good news of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Luther Barnes this morning and spirit fall fresh on me. Oh, we need it. We need it. We want him to be fresh upon us every day, a fresh anointing, leading and guiding us in the right path for his name's sake. Hallelujah. I heard what uh, Dr. Charles Stanley said, where to turn in time of need. And I have to turn to the Lord. Uh, he's the up and finish of my faith, my Lord and Savior. He's my master. He's a friend that sits closer than a brother. Oh, he's my all in all. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, right, I said, uh, when things get rough, I run to the rock, the rock of my salvation. Hallelujah. Even his name, the name Jesus, Jehovah, is a place where the righteous can run in and be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we know that God counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. Not what he was doing, but counted his faith. Because Abraham believed. Oh, my goodness. He believed God. He wanted that boy Isaac. Boy, he had wanted that boy a long, long time. And God promised him a son. And then after giving him the son, he come back and told him to sacrifice the son Isaac. I couldn't imagine. But he took Isaac on up. Had the wood and everything prepared. And he was going to sacrifice Isaac. you hear me? And the Lord told him to hold up. Uh, look over in the bush there. Abraham, I, I have a, a ram in the bush for you. And we use that phrase many times. God has a ram in the bush for me. Hallelujah. This too shall pass. Oh, it looks like what I have to go through. But when time comes, God have a ram in the bush. He has something else that I can use and not this that I really want to keep, that I really love, that I don't want to destroy. Hallelujah. He's that kind of God. You heard me say he's a friend that sits closer than any brother. He's there for us all the time. We, we, we just must look to the hills from which cometh our help. Pray. Talk to the Lord. Yeah. Tell God all about it and have the patience to wait for him. Because he don't always move really fast. He don't, he don't always, it's an instant thing. Sometimes it's a while before he answers. But he heard you the first time, I can tell you that. Yeah, he's told me that several times. I heard you the first time. So I know not only do he hear, but he answered prayer if I have the patience to wait on him. And if I can but believe, not doubt. And I keep going backwards and forth. Well, maybe it's this. Well, maybe I should die. I'm going to pray and walk away. I am going to pray and leave it right there on the altar. Yeah. He said we could come boldly before the throne of grace and make our petition known unto him. And I really don't have to be in a rush for nothing. I heard what the people said, and uh, I know what they think they might want to do and all of that. But with Jesus on my side, everything is going to work out right. All I got to do is wait on the Lord. Be of a good courage. It's him that's going to strengthen my heart. Yeah, all I got to do is wait on the Lord. He's coming. Whatever I need, he's going to supply. Whatever I want, he's going to give. I'm a living witness. I'm not just telling you what somebody told me or what sounds good this morning. 
I am telling you from self-experience what he has done for me. Yeah. Songwriters say, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You can't tell it. I got to tell it what he's done for me. Yeah. Because it meant more to me than it did for you hearing. It's my testimony. And you thank God for it because if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. But guess what? I got to tell it because he did it for me. And it means so much for me because, see, I was in a bad spot. I was in dire straits. I was in dire need. And he stepped up on the scene and supplied the need. Oh, I'm going to scream in a minute now. <laughs> oh, yeah, he stepped up on the scene and supplied the need. Yeah, and it was according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah by his son, Christ Jesus, because Jesus was the one, my petition to him. He was the mediator between me and God, and I'm grateful unto him. Okay, okay, okay. You know, it is just strange, but I thank God this morning that uh, even while I'm doing the show, people can contact me, let me know, whatever, whatever. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But I tell you what, I'm this way. I know God is for me. His word said, if he was for me, then he's more than the whole world against me. So anything I need, I'm telling you this morning, I can ask God for it. He's going to do it. Anything you need this morning, you can ask him for it. He'll do it. And I know sometimes people say, well, see, I can't ask God for nothing because I ain't been doing nothing and I, I was over here and I did this. Look here. Shake the devil off. Go before him with thanksgiving. Go Come to God praising and worshiping him. Ask him to forgive you. And go on and ask for what you want, please. You have not because you ask not. He's not the booger man. He's not the sin patroller. He's not walking around with a, with a magnifying glass looking at each one of us to see the sins we done committed. Now, he don't want us to commit any, but he know what he made. And we come from a sinful nature in sin that our mothers conceive us. He already know about your situation. But he need praise and worship. He need you to repent and then go on and ask him for what you want, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. What I do is this. I give him thanks, I repent, I pray for other people, and then I'm last. I pray for myself. I tell him what I want. Mm-hmm. Lastly. Mm-hmm. And it's already all right this morning. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because he's on our side in spite of us. Yeah. Over and over. No matter what we do, he he was there all the time. (laughs) Waiting patiently on us. Because he already know. He know what he made. I'm going to tell you that again. God know what he made. He know who you are. He know the very intent of your heart. He know what's in you. So all he wanted you to come and repent. 
Well, come praising him first. Yeah. Go on and give him some worship. Go on and give him some praise. Because he's more than worthy. After that, go on and repent. After you repent, pray for a stranger. Pray for somebody else and mean it from your heart. And after you pray for other people, then go on in there and tell God what you want. Lord, I want out from here. The dogs ain't fluffing. Lord, I, I want a new car. I know my car ain't about six years old, but God, I want a new car. And I can't make the payments. If you give me the new car, you got to do it for me, Lord. I want that position I saw, Lord. I, 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 I'm apply for it. God, give me that position. You have not again this morning because you asked not. Lord, hear my children mind. Hear my grandchildren mind. Fix their hearts, Father. Regulate their minds. Have patience. Keep them on the altar. Keep praying for your children. Don't give up some of them you want to hit in the head with a cast iron skillet. I know about that feeling. But we can't do that. What we got to do is keep them on the altar. Keep praying for them. That husband, boy, look like he loses his mind every day he comes from work. Look like, look like he gets worse daily. And he come in talking from Fargo Naga, and what you do, keep praying for him too. Don't you give up praying for him. Don't you ever stop. Praying for him, he'll be worse than he is. Perhaps keeping him at bay, keep him on the altar. Keep your wife on the altar. Some folks done divorced for no reason. Some folks done separated for no reason. They did that because they was walking in their flesh. Wasn't praying for no wife. Wasn't praying for no husband. You're praying for your wife. Not so you can keep using her and cheating her out of stuff and foolishness. But you praying for your wife that God will heal her heart. Whatever you've done in the marriage that was wrong, God will forgive you and she will forgive you and y'all will come together in love. And you keep praying for her and praying for yourself. And ask your wife, baby, you praying for me. I need them prayers going up for me. Now, you know, without prayer, I, I can't make it. We can't make it. We, we need God to intervene. We need God in this marriage. Up and down at 100%. Because if you allow God to lead in your marriage, y'all will be all right. Nobody getting mad with nobody. Nobody cheating on nobody. Nobody using nobody. We coming to the table together to sit down and do what we need to do for our family. And keep it together. Been sharing some things this morning. Testify Friday. Is it nine o'clock? Oh yeah, well out. So look, the studio is open. If anyone have a testimony they would like to share this morning, please feel free to come in. Press that number one. I'll see your light come on in the studio, and I'll bring you in so you can testify. Listen, I want to go to this one. I said a double take on it. And I'm dedicating it again to every caller and every listener, those that come through the podcast and those that come through the archive. I'm dedicating this one back to you again. So listen, this is what we want to know. Okay, all right. I see you, 907. Let, let me get this done right here. This is what we know. Jesus is a friend. And we go through because we don't go to him with everything we need to. 
We're trying to run to the psychic, the two-headed people, the root lady, the, the root doctor. Uh, We're we, we trying to go to everybody but him. But he's the friend that sticks closer to the, a, than a brother. He's the one that got all power. He rose, went down in hell and conquered and rose with all power. This is who I want to go to. So I'm dedicating this to all of us.
inspiring and encouraging you all day long. Jesus in the Morning Radio with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless each of you, and I mean that for you. Yeah, you got a friend in Jesus. Come on, and Apostle, God bless you. Yeah, you have a friend in Jesus, and we have not because we ask not. So I need you to go to him and tell him about your situation today because we all got some kind of situation, children, family, job, something, sickness, foot hurt, something. We all got something. So we need to take it to the Lord in prayer. And, and do me a favor this time. When you carry that to him, leave it right there on the altar. Don't, don't, don't take it from the altar back with you because you can't get no help. You got to leave it on the altar. You got to walk away from it. Trust in God that he heard you the first time. Not only did he hear, but he's about to fix that for you. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. All right, 907. <laughs> Good morning, God bless Amen. you. I know you weren't going to sit back there. You can't hear about him and be quiet. I know. <laughs> amen, amen. God bless you. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing, Mama? <laughs> I'm blessed. I cannot complain today, Shante. Yes, ma'am. I was listening and uh, I just, I was sitting here and I was laughing to myself. I said, Lord, you know, even when you're tired and uh, you just got a lot going on, you're never too busy to tell God, thank you. And I sat here, I said, Lord, I'm already in debt to you anyway. I said, uh, I owe you for every breath, every day, every second of every minute of my life. I said, and I'm, I'm in the hole with that debt. And I still haven't paid it off. I said, I can never pay it off. I said, but at the very least, I can utter the words, thank you, with the breath you bless me with. So I never want to sit on God. And um, I know a lot of people are shy to press one and come in and just speak about the goodness of God and what he's done for you. Uh, But there's a a great healing in speaking the words of God and even speaking the name of Jesus. Um, So I want to tell God, thank you. And no matter what we hear, no matter what we think, no matter what we feel, no matter what we see, God is, and he's able to keep us if we want to be kept by him. So I just, there's so many miracles that God has performed in my life, and I remember where I was years ago and where I am this morning, and I just I just sit in awe because I should have been dead um, and a number of other things but God. So with the breath I have this morning and what God has blessed me to be in my right mind, I just want to tell him thank you. I've seen him move all week, all year, and it's just January. It's just the first month of the year. And uh, I, I'm I'm trying to keep it under control. I feel like screaming and shouting, but I don't want folks to think I'm crazy running through here. But uh, he's faithful and he's just and it's almost like I feel like when we give testimonies unto Almighty God and unto the power of the Lord and what Jesus has done for us and the sacrifice for his life, I feel like it's uh, when when you do a reference check for someone, like you speak about the goodness of that person and why people should choose them and why they should hire them in a position because they're more than capable, more than able. And so I feel like it's a spiritual reference check for me just to be able to say that God is good to me and that he's been good to my family and he's been good to my friends and uh, he's been good to strangers and people who don't love him. God is yet blessing them with lungs to breathe his air, to drink his water, to live on his land, to eat the food from the crops that he's provided, 
to get the sunshine that he has placed above us, to walk mm-hmm. on the ground that he's created, to look at the majesty and the beauty of the everything mm-hmm. that God has created in this earth. And when I was younger, I, I didn't know. I didn't know about praising God and telling him thank you. And my grandmother told me, my mama told me, you know, my parents had said things to me, but I didn't um I didn't really know. It didn't dawn on me until I got older. And I remember when I was 16, 16 years old, I heard the voice of Almighty God speak to me. And I was in a room with all the windows closed, all the doors closed, and the windows were not open. And I was in there by myself, and I was vacuuming. And I remember thinking, one of my friends was like, oh, you should, um, you know, you really should go to church. You should pray, da, da, da. And I was like, mm, I say, yeah. I said, I know. And I kind of shrugged it off. Well, everybody has an appointed time with God, everybody. And uh, when I was vacuuming, I was thinking in my mind. And I said, God, I hear my parents talk about you. I I hear my grandparents talk about you. I've heard about you. But I, I don't know. I was like, I wonder if I should go to church this weekend. And I kid you all not, in the midst of that thought, a gust of wind blew by me on the right side of my face. I'll never forget that. It blew by me. And in the wind, in the wind, I heard a whisper, but it was so loud, and it said, try me. And when it it was all one fluid motion, it was like, try me. Let me tell you something. I took that vacuum cleaner and flung it across the room. (laughs) And I tore off running. And I was screaming. I was so scared. I had never encountered anything like that. And I knew then I, I knew then that God was real, but I knew even before I was 16 because some other things had happened to me when I was a child. And uh, I could see things and, and hear God speaking, just a number of things. But all these things he had continued to show me, but I never paid attention. And so that day when I was 16, I paid real close attention. And so even after hearing that and knowing that was God, it took me a number of years before I fully came into the goodness of God. I think I was 24, 25. So nine years later, and guess what? God blessed me with oxygen in my breath or in my, in my lungs. He blessed me with oxygen to breathe his air, to drink his water, to eat the food from the crops that he put on this earth. So all these things, I was unfaithful, but God yet spared me and blessed me in my life so that I could arrive to the day that I am today, giving a testimony unto his goodness. So I would encourage everybody, if God is drawing you and speaking to you and placing things in your heart and mind, and you know it's not you, good things like trying to be a blessing to someone or praying or reading your Bible or just encouraging someone, uh, having fellowship every day, not forsaking God, you know, all the things that he's called us to, paying your tithes and offerings, whatever it is that God is putting in your heart, I would really encourage you and brothers and sisters in Christ to take heed and to listen. Uh, And if you don't know, just ask God to bless you and give you an ear to hear and an eye to see because it will spare your life and bless your soul Uh, because there's life after this life. This life I consider like the play play. This is the trial run for that greater life that's ahead of us in Jesus, and so we don't want to squander this opportunity, so I just, I know that's a lot, but I just wanted to share that I had absolutely no intention 
on pressing that number one. <laughs> but when you think on the goodness of God and that you feel compelled, what else can I do under the power of Almighty God? Am I, am I to tell him no? I don't think so. I don't think so. So I just want to say God bless everybody. I love you in the name of Jesus. Have a wonderful day. And uh, God is faithful and he is great. Amen. 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 Yeah, I knew you were. I, I just knew you were not going to sit back. If you hear about the goodness of him, I know you. You're not going to sit back and not say <laughs> You can't help yourself. And- can, can I say one more thing? When I tell yeah. you I had no intention on pressing the number one and coming in, I had no intention on sharing that testimony about when I was 16. I always sat on that because, one, you you never want people to think you're crazy. But when wow. God frees you up, it only matters what he thinks. It only matters what he thinks. And folks can think what they like about me. They can say what they like about me. Just say that I love God. And I try the best of my ability with all my heart, mind, body, and soul to serve him every day in my natural born life. So uh, I can't be dissuaded and hear the enemy in my ear saying, well, don't share that testimony. Folks don't think you crazy. Oh, don't say that. Uh, and that's why I know I have to say it, uh-huh, because he's a lie. He's All a right. lie today and every day. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I know, you love your mama. I know that part. And I know yeah, that you if you say it. about the goodness of the Lord, oh, no, you can't shut up. They're going to have to put you out. Yeah, they yes, have to put you out. Yes, you ma'am. Oh, they'll put you out. But yeah, you, you got to tell it. Yeah, God has been good to all of us, even in our childhood. He was there all the time. Yeah. From the day I was born. Well, before I was born. But even when I come forth out my mother's womb, God was there. Yeah. And guess what? He had a purpose and a plan and a system for me. And he watched over me and took care of me when I was doing all kind of foolish things. I'm talking about foolishness. It didn't even make sense to me, but I was doing it. But he was there all the time protecting me and keeping me for such a time as this. He knew He knew the day, the hour, and the time that I would give my full life to him. And I would ask him this to come into my heart and live forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, area code 209, I'm coming in right now. Good morning, God bless you. How are you? Area code 209, 237. I don't know if that's done or not. All right, I'm going to mute your mic back because we can't hear you. All right, coming at you, Brother Anthony. Good morning, God bless you. How are you? Uh, bless highly favor. One to you, Mr. Barber. First of all, I want to give thanks to God for another day. Thank him for life, and strength, giving me in my right mind. Thank him for allowing me to see another day never seen before. Thank him for the activity of my limbs. Thank him for what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me. And I thank God for this ministry. And good morning to you, Mr. Barber. Good morning to Brother Lewis. Good morning to Sister Chante and everybody out there listening this morning. And I just want to say I'm truly blessed just to be here as well. I thank you for the breath he put in my lung to keep me focused on him knowing that without him I couldn't breathe but he gave me life every day in my lungs to be able to breathe and I just want to encourage everybody and continue to 
keep your faith, continue to trust in God because he is faithful. Continue to press when you weak because he said he'll give you strength when you weak. He said he'll let you run that race, you know, that you won't think that you will be able to keep running. And I just thank God and Sister Shate, I'm going to give you get it praise and the breakthrough for you this morning. I wish I already know you already got it, but I just thank God. I thank him for everything he's doing in my life. I thank him for his glory, his grace, his mercy. I just thank God. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Yes, I thank you. Thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Barbara, Yvonne. Oh, hey, Yvonne, how are you? 
look, let me tell you something, Barbara. Ain't nothing but God. I ain't pressing on number one. I didn't press. Ain't nothing but God, okay? I did not press number one. I was simply listening to you guys, and it just said unmuted, and you said my number. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise him, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Thank you for letting us see another day, oh God. I thank you, Lord, for everybody on this uh, uh, this podcast, Lord. I thank you, Lord, Jesus, for Barbara. We thank you, Lord, for I just thank you, Lord. I mean, the Lord has been a blessing me, even in spite of what I'm going through. The Lord is blessing me. The Lord's been there with me. He's, he's waking me up every day. Let me see another day. I'm telling you, the love of God. If anybody don't believe, believe today. He is real. He's real. He's real. That's all I got to say. He's real. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, 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 you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, to bring forth what needed to be brought forth because, see, he wants the praises. He, and, and the word talks about it. When the praises go up, the blessings of Almighty God come down. Oh, yeah. And we're grateful this morning. All right. I'm coming at you right now, sister. Hold on, sister. I see you. I see you, Jerry Crowd. Hold on. Good morning, sister. Dot. God bless you. Oh, that's Irene. Wait a minute. Let me get Dot. Good morning, Sister Dot. God bless you. How are you? Uh, I, good morning. Blessings, everyone. I'm I'm blessed. I am truly blessed, and Amen. I thank God for being here. He Amen. has delivered me from a lot of things, Amen. and I'm 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 so grateful, thank so you, grateful. And I want to say uh, a special good morning to Sean Tate. I, I really, I really miss you, Shante. I love you, and God bless you. God bless you, Sister God. It's so good to hear your voice. God bless you, and God bless Sister Yvonne and Brother Anthony. I tell you, God's timing is perfect. And perfect. It's Sister Dot, I'm just reaching through the phone to hug you and give you a kiss on the cheek. Oh. Yeah, that, that is my buddy. That is my it. buddy. I knew it. I remember. <laughs> Doc, <laughs> Doc came in. I, I guess Doc said, well, Barbara had no hospitality, but look at Shante. Shante makes me coffee and this and that. Oh, I was pissed. I was pissed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we had a wonderful time. God bless you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you, honey bunny. Uh, yeah. All right, Sister Jared, I'm coming at you right now. Coming at you right now. Good morning, Sister Jared. God bless you. Good morning, Sister Barbara. God bless everybody. God bless everybody. I just want to tell God, thank you. Thank you for the heavenly language that I said, oh, God, I 
I prayed last night. I said, I hope Anthony come on in with that heavenly language and send chills up and down my spine. Lord, I thank you for a brand new day. I thank you that I don't have to ask because you are already at the door with my blessing. As they say, put the blood on the door. This house and my family and my friends are covered by the blood, and I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I've been through some trials and tribulations, but I've done nothing but learn to bless it. Father God, I come to tell you, thank you for being on this throne. Thank you for being here for me and everybody else around me. I thank you that people are in the hospital and you will perform miracles on them. I thank you even at the ones that went on because that's what they wanted to do. Lord God, I thank you. And give us all strength when we see a loved one moving on and going up the mountain. We thank you, God, that you said ask anything in my name, be it done unto you. That's not yourself which means don't worry yourself about the pain in your legs and your knees and your back. For I am the healer. I am the I am. So, Lord, we come to you today saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you that we can testify that you're here for us. We haven't, I haven't always been good. I haven't always been humble. But, Lord, in these coming years, I have been nothing but unto you. I put my trust in you, O Lord. And you have shown me nothing but pressed down, shaking together, blessings running over. So today, God, I tell you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not turning loose my hands. Thank you that you teach me every night to look to the hills from which my help comes from. Thank you, Lord, that you taught me how to Threaten not myself of what evildoers are doing, for they soon shall be cut off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're my shepherd, and I shall not want. Thank you, Lord, that my hands are in your hand. And thank you, Lord, that everybody that calls upon you, you are there for us, that you made the promise, that you will go away, that you will send us all comforters. So I trust and believe. And the promise that you made. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Ah, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. All right, 706. I see you, Brother B. I see you down there. (laughs) God bless you this morning, sir. Praying that all is well with the family. And uh, thank God for you, Brother B. Every time I see that 706 number, it reminds me God is. Uh-huh. God is able. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Remember your car accidents and all of that kind of thing, and God brought you out. Yeah, remember you got shot and things, and God brought you out. He's able to see us through, and we're grateful unto him. Hold on, Shanti, just one minute there. I'm going to do a quick roll call because we got 27 minutes, but I'm going to do a quick roll call. And uh, then I'll turn it back to you if you have something else you would like to say this morning. Good morning to you, 706. Okay, that's that brother D. Good morning to you, uh, 407. That's Pastor David, (laughs) my buddy. Good morning to you, uh, Minister Stenner. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda. I like that right there. You know I like that right there. 
minister. I like that. That's all I can say. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman, Sister Jerry, Brother Anthony, and uh, I think I saw Sister Rita earlier, 727 number. Could have been Brother Frank, but I think that was Rita. But anyway, we thank God this morning. Good morning to our very own Apostle Claudia Boatwright. Good morning, Apostle. God bless your day. Bless your weekend. Uh, yeah. We thank God. We thank God. Good morning to you, um, Sister Nera Ann and uh, Sister Simone. Good morning to you, Sister Melanie Rose, Sister Laura. My God, baby, Mr. Mason and Miss Deborah. Good morning to your lectures and uh, good morning to you, Sister Andrea in Philadelphia and Sister Keisha, Sister Sion. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sister Diane, Sister Angela Foot, Sister Anna Lee Foot, Sister Sylvia Joe Jones. I saw you last night, Sylvia. Good morning to you, Sister Sister Sharon Slater Slayton. Yeah, I got her name right. Good morning to you, uh, Sister Kim Hop. I keep saying I'm gonna call them, but I'm gonna get to it this this weekend. Her and uh. Her husband, uh, uh, boy, you know this is too much today. This is too much. Yeah, God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. Hallelujah. God is moving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I can see it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I feel like jumping. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike Hop. Kim and Mike Hop. Yeah, good morning, Kim. And uh, good morning to you, uh, Sister Michelle and Sister Yvonne. God bless you. God bless you. Yvonne, I need you to get Margaret to come one morning on the show. Where Yvonne went? Where's that 209 number? Okay, I'll call up the show. I, I need to bring Margaret every morning. I should have been done that. And uh, she could set it up in Margaret's phone. All Margaret got to do is press the number one or two or whatever, and she can get in here. I'm going to say good morning to the main man, Brother Louis. He had to run out for some tests this morning. God bless you, Brother Louis. Good morning to your brother Jermaine. I heard from him the other day, y'all. We heard from him in a minute, but the other day he sent me a text. Good morning to you again, brother Anthony and brother D and brother Mike Hopps and brother George West Perry, brother Lee Hamilton. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, um, brother Cal. I got your song today, brother Cal. I hope you I hope you woke, brother Justin Gilmore. Good morning to you, Brother Frank and Brother Marquez Griffin. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thank God for each of you. Just want to do a quick roll call. And um, Chantel, you have anything else you would like to say? Sugarfoot. Uh, yes, ma'am. I just want to say I, I really appreciate uh, all the encouraging words and just hearing everybody's testimony this morning. It really encouraged me and lifted my spirits, too, in God. And uh, anytime, anytime you have an opportunity to speak about the goodness of Almighty God and what he has done for you, I would highly encourage you to do it. So I hope everybody has a blessed day, and uh, I enjoy fellowshipping with the brothers and sisters in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Thank God for he sent you this morning and had you to tune in. He had a purpose and a plan, and I thank God for it. And I thank God for how you've grown in him and come a long ways. And uh, I thank God for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> we two or three are gathered in his name. All we got to Amen. do is come together in his name on one accord. When I look back at the day of Pentecost and what they did there and how that promise comes. So when we get together on one accord, 
Oh, the promises of God gonna fall. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. And one more thing, Mama. One one more thing, if you don't mind. I just want to speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you in the name of Jesus because I know you and I know uh, everybody loves you and and they see what you do on the show and in the ministry. But I've been with you. (laughs) And I can tell y'all that what you see on the show and in the ministry and trying to be a blessing and pray for folks and, you know, contacted at all hours of the night and toiling and tarrying with folks and praying for them. It's exactly what y'all believe it to be is exactly what it is from this woman of God. And I just thank God for the tutelage and the, the, the fellowship from you and growing in God because of what I've been taught and what you've shown me. And I'll never forget it. And I feel like the seed has been planted and it's blossom, and I, I try to share with as many people that I can, but that goes back to your faithfulness and never being tired, and no matter how many times the lesson came forth, you said, yes, Lord, I'll go out and I'll do, and I'll go if I have to go by myself and not grumbling and complaining and doing it from the sincerest parts of your heart unto Almighty God. So I just pray that God always uh, that you always come before him for a memorial and that he would bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Wherever your feet shall tread, that land shall be blessed, that God would increase your territory, that he would increase the show because it belongs to him, you belong to him, and that the words that you speak, that the power of the Holy Ghost would go out and destroy and cast down and break strongholds and heal minds and heal bodies and touch the spirit, and that when God looks down from heaven, that he would see you and hear your name and be pleased, and that God would call you a friend. And so I just love your mama. You, there's really no words. There's really no words. But God knows, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. And I love you with everything that I can love you with, and I thank you. Hallelujah. I just I thank God for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the first thing in that sentence, what makes you one of the best daughters in the whole wide world, is that your faith in God, um, your walk with Him, that's what makes you the best daughter. I'm telling you, and it's not by uh, sight, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And not only that, but you believe what I taught you, you grasped it and ran with it. God multiplied. And um, the second thing that makes you the best daughter in the whole world, wide world, is the way you treat your mother. Yeah, the way you treat your mother. And uh, I have had to tell people, no, I can't tell her that. (laughs) I can't tell her that. If you don't tell her that she's going to call you, and you don't want her to call you on that. You want her to call you on the good side. Yeah. So Amen. I thank God for you. <laughs> I thank God for you. Thank God, you know, for our laughter and, you know, the things we go through together and the things yeah. that God, you know, yeah. mama, customer service gone out the window. There is no thing that's customer service. <laughs> <laughs> that tip will be so good. Yeah, I'm yes, just, I'll call them 
Well, you give me the number. I said, well, I don't even want to hear that conversation. I'm going to just give her the number and don't include me in the call. Don't, don't three-way me all that. Yeah, God is faithful. And so yes, you have been a blessing to me. Woo! Child, in many ways, God has used you to bless your mama. And I am grateful unto him and grateful uh, that he used you and that uh, you have respect. And I love that right there. I, I don't know another one of them. It's a few more of them over there, you know. But I never know another one to have the respect that you have. And I'm grateful to the Lord. So, listen, is there anyone else? We have a few minutes if you'd like to say something. Yeah, we have time. All right. If not, I will pray out. We'll go to the last song of the morning. And after the last song, I won't be coming back today. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you, Lord, for the praises going up to you. Father, I know you're sending your blessings down upon your people this day. We give you glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. Lord, I thank you for Shante calling in today. It was truly a blessing. And we thank you, God. We thank you for you know the very intent of our hearts. We thank you for all you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do for your people. And as we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out and bless our coming in. And, Lord, I ask today that you would send down your uncommon blessings upon these people right here, this, this, this few believers, God, this, this, this few faithfulness of people right here. Send down your uncommon blessings upon them today. And, Lord, let it run through the weekend in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If they think of something good, Lord, do it for them in Jesus' name. Touch and heal Irene today, God. You know what she needs, God. You know what she needs to become stronger. And, Lord, as she gets older, send someone to help her. But, God, she truly needs your help. Do it today. Fix her heart and regulate her mind today, oh, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. Bless Pastor David. Strengthen him, God, in the things that he's got to do. Lead and guide him in the right path for your name's sake. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for Sion this morning, God. Hallelujah. She's truly been a blessing unto me. And I thank you for her this day. Thank you for Dorothy Goodman, God. Truly been a blessing. I give you glory. Give your honor and praise to them. Bless Jerry, Lord. Truly been a blessing unto my ministry and unto me. Lord, move for him in a special way. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Father, bless our going out, bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives today according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. And, Father, we ask all of this again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you starting January 27, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and this will be our last song of the morning. darkness we 
were waiting without hope, without life. So from heaven you came running. There was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets. To a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. Now this gospel, true the Lord, shall know. 